there are a lot of different opinions floating around about this group, what they're doing, why they're doing it. And I'm talking about the small group of activists who are armed and who have occupied the remote wildlife refuge in Oregon. Just yesterday, they hinted that their standoff may be nearing its end. Now, when they spoke to reporters outside the Malheur National Wildlife Refuge, Amon Bundy, Cliven's son, said he was aware the occupation that was in its fifth day must end, but he added that it was too soon to call it quits when he was interviewed by Fox News. He said, quote, There's a time to go home, and we recognize that. We don't feel like it's that time yet. Now, the group occupied the refuge on Saturday, and they did it in protest at the jailing of two local ranchers convicted of arson. They're calling for the government to turn over federal land in the area to the people. Bundy said this week that once the group's mission was accomplished, they would leave. Now, first of all, arson is illegal. If people have broken the law or accused of breaking the law and there's enough evidence to charge them, if they don't have the money to get out on bail, they're going to sit in jail until they get their day in court. And that is the American system, the federal system. Now, this guy is quoted from the Book of Mormon, who, by the way, uphold the Constitution and our federal government to be almost holy, in a sense. So I find this guy and his group very hypocritical. As a matter of fact, this is kind of like Palestinians taking an Israeli soldier and saying, hey, you know, you know, the 400 guys we've got in jail, you better free them. And as for giving the federal land back to the people, a wildlife refuge has not been taken from us. It is still wild, and the people can freely visit. But arson is against the law. And there is no way, in my opinion, that anybody should have these men released or that is a quid, there's a, some kind of quid pro quo here that you arrested two of my buddies, so I'm going to occupy your land until you give it to the American people. The fact that you're occupying the land and not having your ass arrested means that, you know, hey, hello, you have access to it and it is freely available to the American people. Now, it's unclear how Bundy and his threats, um, you know, he says, look, once this uh, mission is accomplished, we're going to leave. But it's unclear how he and his group plan to go about stripping the federal government of ownership. Oh, by the way, and much of the local population who have very direct physical access to that land. And the two ranchers who case prompted the takeover, they themselves have distanced themselves from the group. Okay? Randy Erdley, who was a Bureau of Land Management spokesman, told CBS, quote, it is frustrating when I hear the demand that we return the land to the people because it is the people's land. The people own it. A wildlife refuge the people own. One of the wonderful things about that is it's a refuge for wildlife. It's an area where you're not going to have real estate, Walmart, condos developing. It's free for the people to go to, to visit, to see the animals, to have fresh air, to have the wonderful environment of nature around you. And who more so? then the people of Oregon, and specifically in that area, are being punished by this group. Not the federal government, the people of Oregon. Everybody in the United States owns that land, Randy Erdley went on to say. We manage it the best we can for its owners, the people, and whether it's for recreating, for grazing, for energy, and mineral development. 
the Audubon Society of Portland. They're, they're a wildlife conservation group. They've also denounced this occupation. They say it actually puts one of the country's most important wildlife refuges at risk. They said the occupiers have used the the flimsiest of pretexts to justify their actions. That was Conservation Director Bob Salinger in a statement, the Audubon's Conservation Director. Now, yesterday, members of an Oregon Indian tribe, Native Americans, also took issue with Bundy. Now, now, first of all, I got to tell you, I saw things on Facebook where it's like, you know, you guys think somebody's occupying, you think the federal government's occupying federal land? And it shows a picture of a Native American. A Native American from, you know, back in the day, 1800s, feathers and all. And I have to say, shame on Mr. Bundy. Shame on any American who thinks that the federal government's occupying our land when we clearly have and continue to occupy land that never belonged to us, but belonged to Native Americans, who you throw a few casinos at, and less and, and, and cheaper cigarettes and gas, and you see the high rate of alcoholism in that community, depression, even fetal alcoholism among children that are born into that community is disproportionate to the rest of the population. Shame on us. Shame on us. If Native Americans were taking over the wildlife refuge and saying to the federal government, give our land back, my violin would come out of the case. But it stays in the case for Bundy and his gang. So let's talk about this Oregon Indian tribe, these Native Americans. They take issue with Bundy, and they said the group and he are trying to occupy ancestral property. And they say that there are those from this Oregon Indian tribe that are buried there, and therefore that these individuals are, quote, desecrating one of our sacred sites. I grew up southeastern Massachusetts outside of Boston. And at the end of my street, there's a large patch of grass that goes down a hill to the river. When I was a kid, we used to swim down there. Nobody was allowed to build there. We were not allowed to play there. In the winter, it was so tempting to slide down on our sleds. No, it was sacred ground because Native Americans were and still are buried there. And even though at the top of the hill there's a house and at the bottom there's the river, there's no more beach. The whole thing, some belongs to people that, you know, live near near the beach, but the rest of the property, nobody has ever built on, nobody ever will. It is a Native American burial ground. And by the way, you are allowed to call it a Native American burial ground, even if there's only one or two bodies there. So according to the Oregon Native Americans, this Oregon Indian tribe, they take issue because they feel that this group is desecrating one of their sacred sites. Charlotte Rodrique, who is a leader from the Burns Paiute tribe, says, quote, the protesters have no right to this land. And I would agree. These guys don't live in that state. They don't pay state taxes. They don't contribute to the uh, economy of Oregon. And they also do not contribute to the maintenance of that wildlife refuge as those Oregonians that live and work in the area do and do. Uh, and I know we all do with our federal tax dollars. I understand. But, you know, these guys don't they're not a part of this community and they're tearing apart a community. And even more so, they are desecrating a sacred site, according to Native Americans. And that is disgusting. 
The local sheriff has organized a town meeting uh, to discuss the standoff with the local community. That took place just last night. Harney County Sheriff David Ward, who's urged Bundy and his followers to pack up and leave, said the standoff was having an economic impact on the region. There have been the schools. Do you know the kids aren't going to school there? The schools have been shut down for safety concerns. These guys are screwing their fellow Americans. These people are screwing the people of Oregon. They're hurting them economically. The people are scared. The people are angry. Now they're, they're finding out they're desecrating holy ground for Native American burial. And kids are losing valuable time being educated. And it's also disruptive to parents that work. And they have to take time off of work and lose money to stay home and care for those children while they're normally in school during school hours. Now, the sheriff said in a statement from Harney County, Sheriff David Ward, quote, if this goes on any longer, it will have an even greater impact to our tourism. Because remember, tourists can't, can't and won't go to the refuge, can't, and our economy. They have promised to leave if our community wants them to. We want to see them go home to their families and consider how their actions affect this community. Now, they're lying because they have made that promise on more than one occasion that if the community wants them to leave, they will. The community has been very clear now for days. We want you to leave. Get out. Let the children return to school. Let us sleep peacefully. Get these reporters the heck out of here. We don't want to be worried with your weapons, what you're going to do next. We don't like the stress due to our anger. And we certainly don't like... The imposition that you're making not only on our community but the, on the economy. And furthermore, shame on you. Native Americans are buried there. That is not your land. That is their land. Pick up the phone and join me. I have some questions for you this afternoon. One, Ferguson protesters were met with tear gas and tanks. Yet this armed militia in Oregon, do you love your Second Amendment? Here you go. Here it is in action. That well-regulated militia. Sorry, I said that facetiously. Why were Ferguson protesters met with tear gas and tanks? You saw it on TV. You read it and saw it online. Yet these militiamen, these militiamen in Oregon, are allowed to break into a building and occupy it illegally with no response. 8886-LESLIE, 8886-537-543. How would the situation be handled if armed black men had taken over the federal building in Oregon? 8886-LESLIE, 8886-537-543. Or somebody yelling, Aloha Akbar. 8886-LESLIE, they're reading from the Book of Mormon. 8886-537-543. I think if black guys had done this or Muslims, shots would be fired. Do you agree? 8886-LESLIE, 8886-537-543. Now, most people would refer to anybody doing this, especially if they were Muslim or if they were African-American or Hispanic. I think some would even say if they're Native American, they would refer to them as domestic terrorists. Why aren't these militia members in Oregon in this standoff being called what they are? They are domestic terrorists. Why aren't we calling them that? 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Some view Alan Bundy as a hero. Do you believe it? And if black men were involved in the standoff, wouldn't they be viewed as thugs, not heroes? What's the difference? Simply the color of skin? 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. Let's go further. If somebody read from the Quran is instead of the Book of Mormon. And for those of you that say, well, you know, people have used the Quran for terrorist attacks, do your homework. The third or fourth terrorist attack in the United States in the late 1800s was by Mormons. As a matter of fact, out of the first ten, approximately three terrorist attacks was led by the Mormons. 
Look it up. 8886-LESLIE-888-653-7543. Now, this standoff continues on. Day 5. Our local and federal authorities setting a new precedent for handling situations of this nature. They're ignoring it. Will that mean these guys will pack up and go home quicker, or will this lead to more standoffs because people say, hey, look, nobody's going to come in and do a thing. Nobody's going to do a damn thing. 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543. And why are these people so upset about the federal government owning land? They're calling for it to be returned to the people, but it's in fact owned by the people. It's owned by this country. All of our tax tax dollars go into its preservation. And don't the Native Americans have a point, which is their land, damn it. We took it from them, and their people are buried there. 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. And did the two local ranchers deserve to be arrested for burning acres of federal land? Arson is illegal. I believe they were rightly arrested. 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. Some people scratch their heads and go, I don't know what the heck they want. This protest doesn't make any sense to me. Does it make any sense to you? 8886 Leslie. 8886537543. Like I said, the two guys arrested, even they don't want to be a part of this bandwagon. And lastly, what if people protested like this at something you're more familiar with? Maybe you're not familiar with that wildlife refuge, but you are familiar with Yellowstone. You are familiar with the Grand Canyon. Shouldn't we want the federal government to be responsible for preserving lands like this, these refuge, these parks, instead of gun-toting rednecks? Like we're watching on the news. 888-6Leslie, 888-653-7543. Call me, follow me on Twitter, at Leslie Marshall. Back after this. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of truth. The Leslie Marshall Show. Give her a call now at 888-6-LESLIE. Marshall, welcome, welcome back. Talk to me about these ranchers who have basically taken hostage a federal wildlife reserve in uh, Washington, excuse me, Oregon State, where they're not from. They're affecting the economy, disrupting the local um, lifestyle there. Kids are out of schools, etc. What's your take on this? Let's go to the calls. 8886-LESLIE-888-653-7543. Jeff is in Ferguson, Missouri, line two. Jeff, good afternoon. Uh, Good afternoon. Um... Well, probably because um, the difference is there were no riots, looting, torching buildings, firefighters being shot at, trying to put out fires, blocking traffic. These these guys, about 12 to 20 people. Well, wait, 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 wait. Breaking and entering is against the law. Yeah, and, arson's, uh, arson's against the law, and they're and they're and they're trying to debate that. I mean, you can't just go around breaking laws because you're PO'd, and you know your daddy has taught you the federal well, government's the antichrist. Well, they did it in Wisconsin in 2011. They took over the state house for a couple weeks. It, they did not. Wait, they, it, uh, Mark, do you want to do this? I don't know if you're talking. To, I don't know if you're talking in my ear uh, on the air, so I'm getting very confused. Okay, Mark, why don't you jump in and say what you were saying? Sorry, no, I was just saying I, th- they were allowed to be in the state house because it's a place of public office. And they, when they actually peacefully protest, 
they were handcuffed and removed. They didn't bring any weapons in. You're allowed to go in that building. You're just not allowed to stay there beyond those hours. And, people... and the people of Wisconsin and the people in Wisconsin originally, most of them were from Wisconsin, and then eventually others came. Um, but the, you know, they they were. They were they, they were not there were no kids kept out of school in Wisconsin as a result. These people yeah, weren't car- these people weren't carrying weapons and these people weren't reading from a religious text. Kids were kept out of school in Ferguson. I don't I really don't even feel that one can equate Ferguson to what is happening in Oregon and there are several reasons why. Ferguson yeah, for excuse no me, excuse me. Let me finish. I'll let you weigh in. Uh, and, and you're there in Ferguson, but you yourself know in Ferguson, there uh, there was anger based on a situation as a result of a death of a, a, a young man, a child arguably, uh, by individuals who didn't feel that they were getting the truth based on race. There were tanks brought in. There was tear gas brought in. It was an extremely violent situation. Very different. And the people there originally, as you know, we're from there, from Ferguson, the surrounding St. Louis uh, area there in Missouri. Uh, th- this situation, these guys are from Nevada and elsewhere, and they're holding hostage a wildlife refuge. We'll be back after this. I feel it's completely apples and oranges. We'll be back with you and your calls. Jeff Dunko will come back to you and let you have your two cents. Don't go away. Leslie Marshall. Real people. Real life. Real Talk. Give her a call now at 888-6-LESLIE. Comparisons between the ranchers in Oregon at the Wildlife Refuge, who are currently a armed militia holding that land, in a sense, hostage and making demands, uh, with Ferguson. Jeff, uh, you heard my two cents. Go ahead. Hi, uh, thank you. Uh, and I'm just, well, this was a, uh, I'm just trying to point out, they probably learned from Ferguson. Did you ever think about that? They probably learned I don't, from I, I honestly would bet money they did not. And either way, these are twelve to twenty people. I mean, quite uh, quite frankly, may I be honest? I mean, these are about uh, you know these are you know a bunch of overweight you know white guy rednecks. Yeah, and uh, you really the think they're going to take their cue from you know uh, a majority African American uh, group in in Ferguson who were against police officers who were angry that a white cop shot a black uh, kid? I would imagine if I had to bet money that they were on the cop side. And to point out that these are 12 to 20 people that were in an empty visitor center, and the worst thing the feds could probably do was to escalate it. Well, a lot of people feel that, you know, they're going to pack up and go home because a lot of people aren't really sure, you know, what they want because what, you know, they're asking for. You know, I'm, I'm sorry. It reminds me of Forrest Gump. Stupid is as stupid does. Yeah, um, I you know, I, I mean, I, I mean, you know, the, I mean, regardless of how you feel about Ferguson, and I understand what you're saying about these people, 
Um, do, do, do you have any, you know, sympathy toward the people of Oregon who are just sitting there minding their own business, you know, celebrating their holidays, and all of these guys are now disrupting their economy, keeping their kids out of school, and, and they've asked them to leave? And not only that, how about the fact that Native Americans are buried, uh, there are American, Native Americans buried within that wildlife sanctuary? I don't know, but no one, no one in the main, mainstream media had the sympathy when our lives were disrupted. Okay, Jeff, you, you're not hearing me. Thanks for the call. Uh, Jeff, we're talking about Oregon, not Ferguson. Ferguson's done. It's gone. Gone. Done. All right? People are trying to rebuild their lives in Ferguson. People in Oregon are trying to get on with their lives. Let's go to Mary in Phoenix, line three. Mary, good afternoon. Mary, good afternoon. Okay, Mary, uh, maybe she went to the restroom or something. We'll come back to you. Let's go to Connie. Connie is in New Mexico, line five. Connie, good afternoon. Hi, this is Connie. Hi, Connie. And I live in a, a state that has a very diverse Native population, and um, I totally agree that if this, it were Native lands and they tried to reclaim their burial grounds and their ancient, you know, monuments, that they would be, you know, they would be, something would have happened by now. And here these men are in Oregon. You know, I don't know what they're trying to prove. I don't see how they think anything can come from this. But I'm completely disgusted by their attitude of privilege, white male privilege. And I just can't even find the words to express my disgust. Well, you know, another thing, it's interesting you say that, speaking of privilege or white male privilege. I mean, who the heck do they think they are? They don't speak for you. They don't speak for me. When he's, when they say the federal government give the land back to the people, it's like you're a moron. The gov- that land does belong to the people. We all pay for it with right. our tax dollars. And the people of Oregon, actually, um, even though it's federal land, uh, benefit from it, quite frankly, because it's right there. And obviously that, that contributes to the local economy of tourism, but it also uh, provides jobs. Well, exactly. And do they drive on the roads that we drive on? Do they, you know, use our infrastructure? Well, then, you know, why does this belong to them? Does the highway belong to them? You know, where does this end? You know, at what point do they, you know, I just am I'm flabbergasted that they are being allowed to behave in this manner and feel privileged and are being presented as militia versus terrorists. Because I'm I'm a teacher and children are not in school. And so, you know, I I, I would have to be, as a teacher, testing, but to worry about testing, children aren't in school. We can't teach them what we need to test. You know, it, it all, it has a ripple effect. And so I'm just, very angry about this whole situation. All right. Thank you. I appreciate the call. And I know you're not alone in that, especially the people there in Oregon. We were going to go to Mary in Phoenix. She's back there on line three. Mary, good afternoon. Hey, Leslie. Yeah, I agree with your last caller and with you 100%. I think the whole situation is just disgusting. But I don't know what is more uh, disgusting the fact that the federal government is allowing them to do this and they're not stepping in, yeah, this is setting a horrible precedent. And the reason that they're doing this, your last caller, she didn't understand, the reason they're doing this 
Armin Bundy is taking a page out of Daddy's playbook. They're doing it for publicity. They're doing it to raise money. You know, Bundy raised millions of dollars off of his little stunt, and I didn't understand why that was allowed to play out. Can you imagine if those men were black and they're up there with guns? We wouldn't even be having this conversation because they would be dead. They don't have a right to assemble with firearms. You have a right to a peaceful protest. They're not protesting anything. It's just a complete stunt, but it doesn't make it any less dangerous that you've got these morons sitting out there that are armed. And I think that the feds need to surround them. They need to be arrested for um, trespassing uh, and for non-lawful uh, assembly and resisting arrest. That's the kind of precedent we need to set. They can't be allowed to just walk away from this. And I know that the feds, ever since Waco, they really, you know, think that's not the way to go. Well, to just let them do this and let it play out and then they leave, you know, uh, that sets a horrible precedent. Uh, a friend of mine and I were talking about this earlier today. I don't even know what happened with Bundy Sr. as far as I know went right back to grazing his cattle on public lands and not paying for it. What I, I what I don't understand, I mean, you should see some of the posts on Twitter. People telling me I'm disgusting, I'm keeping racism alive because, you know, we asked the question about Ferguson. People with very short-term memory who like tanks and Ferguson, it's like there's photos of them all over and certainly we saw it on the news. And, and, and people who say, oh, look, these people are peaceful. If the federal government if the if the BATF were to enter, it could become another Randy Weaver. It could become another David Koresh, Branch Davidian situation. It could become another violent standoff. These people are aren't. Why are they armed? Why are why are the, I'm sorry. When somebody to me, when somebody says a peaceful protest, what goes through my mind is, is things I engaged in in college. You sit in. You know what I mean? A sit-in. Are you standing there with the with the signs, or you're you're standing outside the Capitol and you know chanting things at your uh, local or uh, national political legislators? I, I don't I, I I don't find you know holding shotguns, AK-47s, handguns, etc., any kind of weaponry um, to be peaceful personally. Absolutely not. And even peaceful protests, you know, those get broken up. My son, bless his heart, he did a lot of activism here in Phoenix against the public lands ranchers down here. And people have to understand, when these ranchers, and these are very wealthy ranchers, Clive and Bundy is a millionaire, just like these ranchers are down here in Arizona. And they rent these acres from the federal government to graze their cattle on. And in Arizona, it was a horrible situation because they were decimating the desert at, at an incredibly alarming rate. You know, they had to go out and do desert restoration and, and replant all this foliage. The desert isn't really supposed to just look like cacti. It's actually supposed to have foliage out there and for the wildlife to survive. But, you know, we only had a fraction, like something like I don't even know what it was, a tenth of 1% of the beef supply in the United States. And these millionaires here, they were renting these lots for like pennies on the dollar. Well, my son and his friends uh, got very involved in activism, and they got them to shut down those lots so they could do the desert restoration. Now, those lots have been shut down. They're not allowed to rent for over 30 years. So, but you know, to do that, they went into the. Um, wait, 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 wait! I want to, I want to, I want to interject that because you're giving a lot of information. 
if in fact the dad, you know, has millions and, and some of these ranchers, I would agree with you, do have great wealth, what prompted the son to do this? I mean, quite frankly, you know, it, because it wasn't like the federal government said, we're going to start selling off parts of this Oregon wildlife reserve or this wildlife reserve in Oregon uh, that the people own. There was no threat to the ownership of these federal uh, lands that the American taxpayer, including those individuals, including you and I, uh, pay for with our tax dollars and, and are um, you know privy to the ownership of through those uh, tax dollars. Uh, I, I guess I just don't understand. The, I mean, you know, the, the motivation is what? You know, two people they know got a, a arrested for arson? I mean, there are people that are arrested every day and farmers that are arrested as well, ranchers that are arrested. Well, you know, they try to... Um, depict themselves as victims, and again, this is all about raising money, you know, and just because the Bundy family has money, you know, they're like drug addicts with the money thing, you know, just uh, so many people with money, uh, uh, you know, it's never enough, and to see dollar signs and the opportunity to raise millions more for absolutely nothing, oh yeah, that was just too tempting. And I really believe that is what the motivation is behind this. And they picked an area that, you know, is kind of secluded. It doesn't have a whole lot of tourism. You mentioned earlier in the program, you know, what do you think would happen if they tried to do this at the Grand Canyon? Oh, holy hell, that community would be furious. There's no way people would stand for that. People come from all over the world to see that tourist attraction. So I think they picked one that has kind of low traffic that they felt they could get away with and go in and take over this federal building. But really the only thing that makes sense is it's all about the money. And they're just trying to use these people that got arrested, these two people that got arrested, that were burning arson completely illegally. They had no right to be – it was not a, you know, a uh, – uh, contained burn or a planned burn. No, they set fire to hundreds of acres up there, and they deserve to go to jail. And, and I if, agree. And if these rednecks disagree with that, they go protest outside the jail. All right, Mary, thank you. And you don't need your guns for that. Thank you, Mary. Very well said. Thank you. Let's continue. Uh, with the, are we taking a break? Can we take a call? Another call. We'll take one more before the break. On line four, Paul is in Virginia. Paul, good afternoon. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Well, I'd like to start off by saying that I want to agree with you, but I need to disagree with some of the things as well. That's fine. Uh, I agree that those guys probably should not be out there. Um, the guys that did the burning, uh, as far as I know, they fully admitted that they did this, and yes. they're, they're turning themselves back over. Yeah, they, they, that is correct. They admitted they did it, and they not only admitted they did it, they have also said that they have nothing to do nor want anything to do with this militia. Exactly. So, and it wasn't hundreds of acres. It was about 130-something acres that ended up getting backburned. Uh, not that I agree with the, the harshness of their punishment, um, but the law is the law. And these guys obviously understood that and and went along. Uh, but with my disagreeing part of it, I think that people trying to compare what's going on there with Ferguson and Baltimore is apples to oranges. It's completely, completely different atmosphere. I, I agree. No, see, we agree there, too. Okay. So, you know, in, in Ferguson and Baltimore, you had 
riots, businesses getting vandalized, shots being fired, uh, rescue personnel couldn't even get in there to do their job for fear of being shot at. Uh, I don't think these guys in Oregon uh, should be having their guns, toting them around, flaunting, you know, their Second Amendment, Amendment privilege. Uh, but it's a, it's a completely different atmosphere. Uh, they're not shooting at anyone. Yes, they do have guns. They're not brandishing them at people. They but they're standing on they're standing on sacred ground, according to the or to an Oregon Native American tribe, where there are bodies buried. I'm sympathetic to that as well. I'm part Native American, uh, Blackfoot tribe, and I'm sympathetic to that as well. Uh, it, what really bothers me is when people say. If they were black, things would be different. If they were Muslim, things would be different. But they're white, so this white male privilege uh, thing that people have in their minds nowadays in this country, uh, it bothers me. Um, It bothers me because I'm white, I'm male, I'm 45 years old, and I've never been given anything in my life because of my race or my sex. So it, it bothers me to hear that. No one in my Well, family... wait a minute. You know, you say that, but statistically that's not accurate. I'm, I'm sorry that as, as a woman, you know, when you look at the number of CEO positions held by women, when you look at the number of congressional positions held by women, how many presidents have we had that have been women? Hopefully one coming soon. And those are just, uh, you, know, uh, you know, some examples. I could go on and on and on. Um, that, that, that's, that's not true. I mean, there are, there are things that actually can't be measured, such as the subconscious and Harvard university has done tests on things like, you know, uh, your favorite color is red and a man has a red tie. And why did you hire him over the other individuals? And he wasn't even as qualified, maybe some individuals, there are things that are subliminal. We all have prejudices. We all also have, how come it is that, you know, if you sit down with somebody, uh, and, and they're from your hometown or they went to the same college as you, they might have an upper hand in an interview or they might have an upper hand if you're going to sell or buy them something. Well, you know, I, I can kind of agree with you there. I, I think here in America, I kind of think back to uh, the late, great George Carlin when he said it's a club and we're not in it. I'm not in that club, so I can't speak as to how these big-money CEOs get treated and and how their life plays out. I can only attest to to how my life and the people I know and are related to and have uh, dealings with uh, interact with society. And we have no special privilege. I'm a small business owner. I, I hire people based on their knowledge and their skill level, regardless of what color. Well, I think, you know what, I am out of time and got to go to break. I'm not cutting you off. We did agree, I think, on, on many things, except perhaps, you know, maybe some of the privilege there. And we'll be back to take more calls. Thank you for your call. I hope you'll call us again. We'll take a quick break back after this.
Line 5, Gary is holding. Gary, you're up next. Uh, your take on these Oregon ranchers or these ranchers that are in Oregon and have become part of Oregon, unfortunately, for the Oregonians. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, can, I can hear you, yes. Okay. Uh, the, the two arsonists that you mentioned, you're a little bit inaccurate when, by saying that they deserve their day in court. They've already had their day in court. They were convicted of this. What's happened recently is that the judge changed their sentences from one year to five years. They were supposed to show up on Monday to start serving their sentences, so they're already guilty. As for the uh, Paiutes, their land encompassed part of what's now the wildlife refuge. And yes, there would be burials on that land, although I believe the land that the the occupiers are holding right now as part of the federal wildlife record owned by the uh, United States government. Okay. If there's one body uh, buried there, it's still a Native American. Native American and Native Americans have their right to religious freedom. Native Americans oh, have their right. I mean, quite frankly, these men are you know making a protest, and so are people within the community and the Native Americans. Why are these out of towners with guns who've taken over the federal lands uh, gripes uh, more uh, important than those of them, the, those in the community, and those Native Americans? Exactly, I agree with that. All right, thank you. I uh, appreciate uh, the call. Um, I think if we have one sentence, Maria is on line three. Just a sentence, Maria, due to time. I just want to say that these guys are publicity-seeking, and they're just getting way too much attention. And if we just stop giving them the attention that they're hungry for, they, they wouldn't have a cause. All right. Thank you. Very well done, Maria. Notice it's a woman who followed my direction. Ah, ha, ha. I'm sorry. Uh, Great job to my crew, uh, Marky Mark and Andrew. I'm Leslie Marshall. We'll be back tomorrow. Not doing any TV manana. I hope you'll tune in 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern, and it'll be Friday. Have a good afternoon and evening.